die when Jesus was born back 2,000 years or so. Guess in the grand scheme of time, it wasn't really that long ago. When Mary laid down, holding on to Joseph, wasn't his child, but he believed she was chosen. That night when Jesus was born, 2,000 years ago. When God made a way, God made a way, a way in a manger. God made a way, God made a way, a way in a manger. Wish I could follow the star to that little town of Bethlehem. Walk through the fields with those wise men. Shepherds watched over him. But what would I say? What would I bring? What else could I do but just worship my king? Wish I could follow the star to that little town of Bethlehem. Where God made a way, God made a way, a way in a manger. God God made a way, a way in a manger. In his infinite love, it had to be done. He did the impossible and gave up his son. Jesus, God made a way, a way in a manger. I sit down in the quiet in the dark of this living room snow falling outside my window I can't help but think of you the God
as they make their way back. Kids, thank you so much. The story of Christ is um, a story that changes a life, right? Glad that you know about it. I want to welcome everyone who's here. I'm going to cut right through right here. And uh, welcome everybody. Glad you're here. Kids, you're going to make your way down for the kids' message. So go down there and Greg will be there. And I uh, just want to walk you through the, the story of the Christ child. Nothing like it. We're going to tell that story again. It's going to be this Saturday, Christmas Eve. We have service times at 11, 3, and 5 here. And then also 7 o'clock, we're going to be making our way to Skyler. And we're going to challenge you, all right? Number one, you come. Pick one of the services that you want to come to. But would you please, on the way out, we have a couple some tickets that are made just so you can hand to family, friends, coworkers, classmates, neighbors, you name it, and invite them, maybe even bring them with you. Because I think sometimes for guests, coming to a new place might be really tough. But if they come with you, it makes a difference. So if you would pick up one or two of these on the way out, start praying, who can you invite to come and hear this story with you? It's going to be a great celebration. Love for you to come. Um, so that's Christmas Eve. Christmas Day is going to be Sunday, and we're going to have our 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock service times, as usual. And we'll have communion, we'll have the uh, Christmas story, we'll sing Christmas carols, and we'll have a message for you. So love for you to come back on Christmas Day, 9 or 11. All right? Uh, reminder, giving garland, if you have one of those items that you purchased, uh, bring them back. In fact, if you wanted to run right after church, go get it and bring it back. We really would like it today. Um, if not, tomorrow by 10 o'clock, that'll be fine too. And then our little elves will get it all together and make sure it gets to the people who are in need. Um, one other announcement, just so you can put this in your, your planning. January 1st, it's a new year, right? We're going we're gonna to start off with The Chosen Season 2 again. Uh, we loved Season 1. I heard so many people just say how the gospel communicated through that video was powerful. So we're going to do Season 2. So it'll be eight weeks starting January 1st. You don't want to miss it. And we're even having a small group class for that as well starting on the 4th. So I'd uh, love for you to be a part of that. Last announcement. We're going to have joy baskets passed out in just a little bit. And uh, we're just, we just tell people, you know, you've been blessed by God, and he wants you to say thank you. And you do that with your songs as you sing, with your prayers, uh, as you serve people, and also as you give of your, your money, as you give what God has given you. And we don't tell you what to do, but we do say, talk to God. Listen to him. So let me uh, offer up a really quick prayer as we continue in worship. Lord, thank you again. You have blessed us. You have blessed us with the greatest story ever told, um, Jesus, your very son. And we are blessed because of that. So may our lives show how thankful we are for who you are and how you love. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, boys and girls. If there are any kids out there that haven't come up yet, you are invited to come up for the kids' message. And you might be wondering why I'm dressed like this. I've got my, my pencil, my tool belt, hammer, right? Well, today we get to meet a new character from the Christmas story, all right? And he's kind of, kind of an average Joe. Um, so any ideas of who this new character might be, Zach? 
Joseph, that is a great guess. You are right, Joseph. And you know what? We don't know a whole lot about Joe other than he was an average guy, right? Um, he didn't get the spotlight, so there wasn't a whole lot written about him. But let's look and see what we do find out about Joseph, all right? Because we know that God used Joseph in a mighty way. So let's see. Um, we'll start in Matthew chapter 1. And this is why and how God was able to use Joseph. It starts out and it says, because Joseph was faithful to the law. So Joseph just obeyed God. He listened to what God said, and he obeyed. He was faithful to do what God asked him to do. And we know that Joseph was engaged to be married to Mary, right? And then Mary was pregnant with baby Jesus. So Joseph was going to call off the wedding, leave her, right? Because she was pregnant with baby Jesus. But then an angel showed up in Joseph's dream. And let's see what happens here. So an angel showed up and said, not to worry, right? But this is baby Jesus, so don't worry. It's going to be okay. And so when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded and took Mary home as his wife. So he heard from God in his dream, and he obeyed. He did what God asked him to do. And then we know that baby Jesus was born and in a manger, right? And then the wise men came, and they visited baby Jesus, and then it says, when they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream again. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Oof, that's not good. But an angel spoke to Joseph again in a dream. And Joseph didn't fall back asleep and say, I'll do that in the morning after I wake up and have breakfast. No, it says during the night, he got up and he left for Egypt. And this wasn't just an easy hop in the, hop in the truck. We'll stop and get some gas. I'll get a tall black coffee on the way to stay awake. No, he had to pack the donkey, right, and travel a long ways. And let's see what happened. And then when it was time, it says, after Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph again. And he said, get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who are trying to take your child's life are dead. So what do you think Joseph did? Yeah, he did it. Says So he got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But like I said, it, it took a long time. It wasn't just a real quick trip. So it must have taken a couple days because it says, having been warned in a dream again, he he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So he was warned that it wasn't safe in Israel, so he was supposed to go to Nazareth. And he did. And you know what? God used Joseph in a mighty way to keep Mary and Jesus safe, but also some prophecies or these predictions of who Jesus was, where he would be from, where he would live, those kind of things all came true because Joseph obeyed. He was faithful to just hear from God and do what God asked him to do. It may not have been easy for Joseph, but he did it. Pretty amazing, huh? And you know what? God can use us, too, in our everyday lives, just like he used Joseph. Now, in our relationships, none of us are going to be Jesus' mom or dad, are we? No. 
but we are sons and daughters, maybe brothers and sisters, grandsons, granddaughters, friends, classmates, right? And God can use us in those relationships just like he used Joseph. And where we live, we're probably not going to have to move all the way over to Egypt. You never know what God's going to ask us to do. But more than likely, we're probably not going to move to Egypt. But God does have you living where you're at right now, in your neighborhood, among your neighbors and friends, and God wants to use you in mighty ways to do that, to share his love with the people around you. Yeah, Elsie. Why do we have all the tools on the stage? You will have to pay attention and see, all right? You'll get to see more a little bit later during the sermon. But so just like Joseph, we're all average Joes, right, or Janes, but God can use us in our everyday lives, too, as we're just faithful to listen for what God would have us do and then do it. And we get to share the love of Jesus with those around us. Pretty cool, huh? Well, let's pray. Will you pray with me? We'll fold our hands, and you can repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for coming to an average family to rescue my family. Help me to praise you through my everyday life. Amen. Boys and girls, great job singing and playing bells, and thanks for coming up. You can head on back to your seats. Shepherds and the wise men and the sheep. It's Joseph and his Mary looking down at heaven's birth. The angels saying, Don't you be afraid. It makes me stop and think about how you showed up down here in a humble bed made of nails and wood. You could have picked a palace, something more fit for a then the story wouldn't be as good From the highest of the high To the lowest of the low Fable tells the story of the distance you will go For the lonely and the lost There's no sinner too far gone to find a savior Lying in the manger star up in the sky that's called all the least of these come make your way to where your hope is found if i'm honest some days i feel too far out of reach but the manger reminds me love reached down from the highest of the high to the lowest of the low Stable tells the story of the distance you will go. For the lonely and the lost, there's no sinner too far gone to find the sea.
Tears fill up my eyes You didn't have to give your life Oh, but then the story A new song, for, maybe for you, a new song for me, but the message is the same. About 2,000 years ago, God decided to do something on this earth that was going to change the course of human history. In a little manger, in a stable, far away from, well, where we think it should be, uh, but Jesus came to be the Savior for the world. And with all the gifts that he has given, um, he gives us each other, he gives us communion, he also gives us an opportunity to talk to him about what we believe. And we're going to profess our faith about our sinfulness, our need for a Savior, what's in this meal, and then our desire to live in a way that's pleasing to God. So we're going to profess that. So if you would join with me, you're going to see the words up on the screen, and let's share this out loud together. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. I resolve to dedicate my life to the service of my Lord in and through his body, the church, by regular group worship, study of God's word, cheerful giving, thankful living, and sharing the gospel with others. Amen. And again, just to kind of circle back to, I'll just say the most important thing is God sent his son Jesus for you and for me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, and whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. And that's the message for you and for me. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, which is given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. 
This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And as uh, we continue in worship, we're going to have a song sung, and we're going to have communion served. And if you desire to have communion, come forward and receive a very special gift, bread and wine, body and blood, for the forgiveness of our sins. Amen. True. 
Grateful chorus raise we live on. 
Now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and empower you for life, for ministry, for mission, all for the glory of God. Go in his name and in his love. Amen. Let us pray. Good morning, Father. We rejoice in your presence as we bring our prayers to you from our 1C family. For Papa Hoyt, healing from a heart attack and recovery. For Haley, who's recovering from COVID. Continued strength for Coco through her battle with cancer. Be with her through treatments as well as her family and friends. Prayers for an awesome friend diagnosed with stage four cancer. Give guidance and peace with his recovery and healing. For Tressa's sons and all of her family, may she rest in peace. Prayers for the Koopman family with the passing of John into heavenly rest. This awesome man was my adopted dad. Please bring my kids back to church. Bless them to want to and thank you for them bless Kevin again for missing Casey. Lord, I pray that you strengthen my faith as I've been struggling with depression and also bring peace to my family. A prayer for Seth as he and his family are saying their goodbyes to his mother. Give him comfort and peace during this very tough time. And for Victoria as she struggles with addiction. And thank you for being a God of second chances for all of us. Safe travels during the next few weeks. For a blessed Christmas. Finally, for our children to find the true reason for Christmas. Gracious God, your blessings are never ending. Even when we sin and fall short, your grace, mercy, and love never changes, never leaves or forsakes us. All because of your son, Jesus, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. If I were a rich man, all night long I'd If I were a wealthy man, but I'm not. But I am a woodworker. I'm a carpenter. Some say a craftsman. My name's Joseph. I am from the line and the lineage of David. I am proud of that. Something I'm not so proud of is that I've always had lots of questions. And I always have a strong opinion. Let me take you back in time. I was feeling very strongly that, God, I just don't get it. You know how I am wired. I'm a carpenter. I square things off. I follow the plumb line. I measure twice and I cut once and I like to know the plan 
I like to see the plan. I want to follow the plan. The plan. You see, we were engaged to be married. Our families kind of did their thing, and it was all set up. We were going to be engaged. We were going to get married. We're going to have kids in that order. And yet I find out that Mary is pregnant. What? How? Why? The questions abound. And even after the angel kind of lets me in on this, I still didn't get it. God, did I miss something? Something going on here that I just can't comprehend. If this is the long-awaited Messiah, if this is the one that has been promised from a long time ago, I've got a different plan, at least in my head, of how it should be. The temple, Jerusalem, priests. I mean, it should be a big to-do. Everyone's going to get together. A parade. Food. You're going to have food. Uh, of course you're going to have food. But that's not the way it worked. Mary. I pictured Mary giving birth and then placing her little boy in my hands. Looking, rejoicing, along with family and friends. Celebrating, rejoicing, laughing, cheering. And then that, that moment, that, that moment when the, when the baby would make its first little noise and everyone would just really gasp and rejoice. This is not the way I would have planned it. My child being born in a stable, a cave, donkeys, sheep, hay, Straw. Again, poor, poor Mary. No bed to rest her back. I had to take my blanket that was on a stinky, smelly donkey, roll it up so she had something to put her head on. And those animals? Loud. This is not the way it's supposed to go. This is not the way that I wanted my son to... Wait, hold it. Again. Father, it's not... It's not my son. It, it, it is yours. I, I need to remember that. This is your child, not mine. This is your plan, not my plan. This is your idea, not my idea. But even knowing all of that, I still think that this is a very strange way to save the world. Yeah. 
jury must have been surprised at where this road had taken him. Cause never in a million lives would he have dreamed the Bethlehem. And standing at the he saw with his own eyes the message from the angel come to life. And Joseph said, Why me? Well, I'm just a simple man of tree. Why with all the rulers in the Inside this stable filled with thee, why her? She's just an ordinary girl. Now I'm not one to second guess what angels have to say. But this is such a strange way to say. I think about 20-some years ago, I came across this song, and it just brought me into that feeling and that sense, what was going through Joseph's mind, 
What was going through his heart? I mean, it was just so big. And, and as you've heard me talk about these characters, these are finite characters trying to understand the infinite God. So there's always going to be this disconnect and this struggle. But as I think about it, I'm going to ask the question, can you relate with Joseph? I think in certain ways you can. And, and maybe not directly, but I think we're going to get there indirectly. You're going to see that so often in life itself, there are maybe more questions than answers. There's times and places where you have to navigate through whatever life is giving you, and you don't know how you're going to get through. I am going to give you an answer to that dilemma. And I'm going to get there, but I need to do some things first. So we're going to take a look at this journey of Joseph, and we're going to look at um, how God led him and gave him a very special faith to hold on during a very tough time. So we go back to the time where Joseph finds out, the Bible tells us, he finds out Mary is pregnant. This is before the angel is telling him. Think about what he's going through. Think about what he's thinking and feeling. I think some of the things that, you know, maybe I depicted there or, you know, in the song, it was just strange. But then God answers the strangeness of that by sending an, uh, an angel to go talk to him. And so let's take a look at Matthew chapter 1 again, verses 20 and 21 and following. Joseph, son of David, this is the angel speaking. Do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And then for me, there, there's a transition to the next verse. And it goes like this. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Now here's the thing. Remember, we talked about um, Zechariah two weeks ago, right? And God appeared to be silent for over 400 years. There were no prophets. There were no angels announcing anything. It just seemed as if God had left the building. And then God shows up. Now he's doing it again with Joseph. He's speaking to him about something that may be hard to grab hold of because they weren't just waiting for 400 years. Remember? From Genesis chapter 3, all the way back, after the fall into sin by Adam and Eve, God's people have been waiting to be delivered from their sin. They've been waiting for the promised Messiah. So we're talking thousands of years. They're waiting, and they're waiting, and they're waiting, and they're waiting. And then the angel comes and, and lets Joseph in on the storyline, right? But then verses 24 and 25, and to me this is, I could read this and just be done, but I won't be. Don't worry about that. All right, um, there we go. Verse 24 and 25, when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. I came across a, a commentary that talked about the Joseph moment where he had the angel come and um, he had his eyes opened. And this is what they said happened in Joseph's life. It was immediate obedience to a difficult mission. 
everything that he had before, the, the questions that were pounding him, was put aside. And he was now, he got up and he was ready for the mission. As difficult as it is, as unplanned and unscheduled, at least in his world, as it is, he is now ready to take on the mission. Because he realized something very important. If you remember, I use this phrase, what we believe about God will dramatically affect how we view and live life. I keep saying that. I just know it's true. I know it's true when I look into the mirror and when I'm having a really tough time with some circumstance in life and I forget about who God is, I can go off the rails. I could be very unfaithful and untrusting when I forget about who God is and what he came to do. So let me give you some really quick examples, uh, five of them. One we've already talked about, Joseph, but let's, let's look at these five. There's many of them in the scriptures. Remember Noah? Uh, God gave him a very difficult mission. It was to build an ark and then get all the animals and get two of each kind and put them onto the ark. That's a big task, right? Do you know, I mean, do you know the reason why he took on the task? God told him to. There's a lot of times God tells me to do stuff, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. Look at the word that I have up there, the word Emmanuel. Remember what that means? It means God with us. I truly believe the reason that Noah took on this mission, because he knew God was going to be right with him through every single part of it. So let me ask the question, and if you would, like, respond out loud, kind of a back-and-forth thing. Why was it that Noah was willing to take on this very difficult mission? Because he knew Emmanuel, which means God with us, all right? So just hold on to that. You're going to get four more times at least to say it. Second story, Abraham. Okay, Father Abraham, he's taken outside. God says, look up into the sky and see all the stars. You're going to have more descendants than that. Now remember, this is a difficult mission if you don't have kids. So Abraham had to hold on to something, something to believe in, because this mission just seems bigger than him. And so, you know what? Yeah, Emmanuel. He believed God was with him. So this mission that was put before him will be accomplished because God is with Abraham. Now we go to the story of Moses, all right? Remember, Pharaoh and Egypt, at the time, back then, was the most powerful nation around. Pharaoh was the most powerful individual around. God tells Moses, I want you to go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go. Normally, when you go to Pharaoh and you make a demand like that, it doesn't go well. Your life will be taken. But for some reason, Moses felt bold and confident. It's because he knew. Kids are getting it better than adults, folks, you know. Emmanuel, God was with him. 
So he can stand right up against Pharaoh, and he can, he can say, let my people go, and God was with him. How about Gideon? Probably the least known of the list I've given so far, partly because he was from a, the least clan. I mean, he was from a little, little clan, very insignificant. And God said, okay, Gideon, I want you to go into battle. I want you to take my, my army, the Israel army, and you're going to battle against this other nation. There were 32,000 people in the army for Israel. There were 135,000 in the enemy army. Do the math. Not good odds, right? Well, to make it even more ridiculous, and I won't tell you the whole story, but God pairs it down to be just 300 that were going to stand up against the 135,000. What was it in Gideon's life that enabled him to be able to be so bold and so confident? It was exactly God with him. So no matter what was in front of him, God is with him. So he can do these difficult things like this, this mission. And then we get to Joseph. And again, just a, just a man. But life was going to be different. And it was going to be difficult. I'll just use that. It, this is a difficult mission. I mean, I didn't get into the, some of the other emotions. Can you imagine all his buddies and how they would have felt? You know, what's up with Mary? Yeah, she's pregnant with the Holy Spirit. Sounds good. Can you imagine the emotion and the struggle that Joseph had? And remember, if you go back to the story, he really had, he had two options when he found out about Mary being pregnant. The law of Moses says you could do two things. One was have her stoned, put to death. That was one of the options. He chose what he thought was going to be the most compassionate of the two, which was to divorce her privately. And yet God says, I got option number three. Take her as your wife. And Joseph does. So he takes on this difficult mission. And in the story that we read in Matthew chapter 1, the angel reminds Joseph of what was going to be his strength and what was going to give him the ability to do this mission. And it was what? All right, Emmanuel. So now we could say, well, that was just thousands of years ago. What about today? I want to bring it in front of you. Because the beauty of Scripture is that it really applies to people like you and me. Right? He came for us. He is with us. So I just want to paint a couple pictures. Um, first off, this little comment, right? Caught between what God says and what makes sense is often a very challenging place to be. Let me read that again, again in my studies this week. Caught between what God says and what makes sense as a very challenging place to be. Maybe you've been there. I've been there. You're in the emergency room. A person that you love dearly. Their life is hanging in balance. You don't know what's going to happen. But what will be your strength in a moment like that? Okay, good. Keep it up. Now, it's, it's more difficult. It's great to look back in history and say, yeah, look at them. That's really great. But I want you to know Emmanuel is present tense. 
Emmanuel is God is with us right here, right now. He's in that ER room. Or maybe you are at a gravesite. And a person that is like your, your right arm, you know, is no longer on this earth anymore and you're, you're, you're going to say goodbye. And you have your grief, your sorrow, you're not quite sure how you're going to make it through. I don't know if you've had moments like that. But what will give you strength and perspective as you move past the gravesite? It is. Or maybe you're sitting in a restaurant, and uh, you're sitting alone, and you glance in the restaurant, and you see, oh, there's a family over there with a couple kids. Oh, there's a couple over there. Uh, there's like seven people sitting in the big booth over here, and you're sitting alone, and you're thinking about Christmas is going to be just you. Feel alone. Feel lost. What could give somebody who's going through that kind of feeling and emotion some sense of peace? You know, I have probably five more and I'm not going to give them all, but you have your own story. You have your own moment. You have your own feeling that the plan isn't going the way that you thought it should or you wanted it to go. And you've got this place and space between what's comfortable and what's not. I want you to know that God is with you. He is with you. And I want you to know that this Advent season and Christmas season is God's reminder is that he is with us. He puts skin on he came down to this earth through the small face of the stable-born baby. God is saying yes. He says, yes, your sins are forgiven. Yes, your name is written in heaven. Yes, death has been defeated. And yes, God has entered, what's the next word? Your world, not just the world. Because we could sit back and say, for God so loved the world, right? But take it personally. He came to this earth. He put flesh on. He was born in Bethlehem, went to a cross. He died on that cross, was placed into a tomb, and rose again from the dead for you. God with Emmanuel. Hold on to that truth. Hold on to it no matter what you go through in life. Because everything on this earth is temporal. In other words, it only lasts for so long. But there is one thing that is eternal, God being with us. So hold on to that. Embrace that. Live in that. So that when you go through the ups and downs and twists and turns, you've got one thing that you can be certain of, that God loves you absolutely. Amen. Let's stand. We're going to now share the Apostles' Creed. This is a great way for us to... Say, Emmanuel, God with us, as we talk about the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So let's share this out loud. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, 
and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Love incarnate, love divine, star and angels gave a sign, bowed a babe on bended
great Sunday, everybody. Go in peace and serve the Lord. is on every window pane the fires are glow as the night fades children laughing all down the lane the mass snow has just been made ring ring all the bells christmas is here the spirit calls you sing sing from your heart the savior is born the stories are all Tinsel hung on the evergreen, grateful hearts singing softly. Gifts as far as the eye can see, snow outside gently falling. Ring, ring all the bells, Christmas is here, the spirit it calls you. Sing, sing from your heart, the Savior is born. Stories are true. Ring, ring all the bells. Angels rejoice. Redemption upon us. Sing, sing from your heart. The light of the world. Christmas is here.
Every day is a grind. Them elves working six day weeks, no raise inside. Santa only pimp cookies when they working at overtime. Gotta make that quota, can't do it in a nine to five. But that ain't right. Let's talk about fairness. Elf awareness. This is the L song, sitting on a shelf song, working with them itty bitty pointed toe shoes on. I blame Santa Claus and his North Pole operation. Ain't a good look paying candy cane wages. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, give them song. Put your hands up for the L's. This is the L song. This is the L song. Yeah, this is the L song. stand two feet tall or maybe three maybe four but the point is elves are small still make enough toys for a million shopping malls size don't matter even santa can't do it all elves are the bomb this is the elf song, giving them the credit song, working with them itty bitty pointed toe shoes on. I love Santa Claus and his North Pole operation, but it ain't a good look paying him and them wages. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, give them song, put your hands up for the elves. This is the elf song. Yeah, this is the elf song. Let's talk about Fairness, elf awareness. This is the elf song, elf and everyday song. Dancing with them itty bitty pointed toe shoes on. High five Santa Claus and his North Pole operation. Word on the street is the elves got raises. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, give us all. Put your hands up for the elves. This is the elf song. Yeah, this is the elf song. spark a tiny glimmer heaven's light in a manger god with us praise emmanuel death now knew its days were numbered darkness shook the angels thundered peace on earth praise emmanuel
gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born upon this day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. shepherds brought tidings of the same how that in Bethlehem was born the Son of God by name oh tidings of comfort and joy comfort and joy oh tidings 